0: Welcome to Come Alive, the Living Spiritfully Guide to Thriving, where we explore the 12 permaculture principles as accessible ways to living a joyful life. We are your hosts. I'm Paul Galoro. And I'm Catherine Stilo. And today we are exploring design principle number 11, use the edges and value the margins. Okay, so Catherine, before we get into anything, before, 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 anything, 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 can you believe this is episode 11?
1: Oh my God!
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> wow. just, Like, let's have a moment to reflect. Episode eleven. I'm just thinking back to our experience of that. Well, I'm thinking about my experience in this whole process with you, from where we started back with, like, when we were, you know, practicing to episode one to all of the stuff that we've we've talked about over the last. 11 plus episodes um, and just all the things that I've learned about myself and this journey. And I, I just, I love you with the entirety of my being. And I want to thank you for um, inviting me on this journey and being on this journey with me and just being your beautiful self because girl, you have got me through uh, some, some, some some dark times. So I just want to say thank you.
1: I Thank you. Oh my god, and what a beautiful co-creation this has been because it all started with the invitation for heart to heart. So really, it goes back to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, we're just going to ping-pong this back and yeah. forth. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, but what but what a journey. Like I too have learned things in new ways and come at things with fresh eyes and discovered things and aha moments too so this is fantastic and I'm going to go back and listen to all our episodes as well and and just just to like remember because Mm -hmm. we always need those reminders right yeah yeah Yeah,
0: absolutely and it it, for me I also love looking back to see like how far we come I'll be honest when I (laughs) listen to like that first or second episode I'm like you know, the the critic pops in and then I love just seeing the progress. Right. And I also have to say, because it's not just you and I that are here. It's also our listeners that are part of this experience as well. And I just love the journey that I'm watching of our listeners on this journey with us. Do you know what I mean? Some of the things that uh, some people have reached out from around the first episode to like some of the latest episodes, it's just really cool to see how this is rippling out into the world. So, oh, it thank makes you, it listeners. So rich,
1: yeah. Thank you. It makes it so rich yeah. when when we hear um, how it's coming to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love reading those comments and explorations. And, and you know, sometimes I'm moved to, you know, some tears and sometimes some giggles. So it's, it's amazing to have that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So let's get into, oh, actually, before we get into episode 11, let's have a check in with uh, our previous episode, use and value diversity. How has your time been since we've talked about that principle?
1: Yeah. So we, Left homework with um, two options. So one was in food and bringing diversity into food, trying to eat the rainbow or create interesting dishes or new recipe. And then the second one was uh, point of view and and looking at where we if we have a strong opinion to research the other side and to to really come to understanding of the whole. So I played with the food. Um, the rainbow, eating the rainbow. And, and I, I'm always surprised because I think I eat pretty well. I think I eat, you know, pretty pretty healthy, pretty diverse. And then um, we picked up the medical medium 369 liver cleanse again. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this one before and you've mm-hmm. done it and we did it earlier in the year. Um, and bringing that back in because it's the influx of, of tons of fruits and vegetables. And I've taken some pictures because I'm just blown away by, it's like, oh my God, I, I haven't really been eating that colorful. And then it's the reminder as it comes back in. So I'll share some pictures of, of bringing all these colors back in. And then I feel like I come back to life.
0: Yes. Yes. I've done that three, six, nine. And I know exactly what you're, what you're describing in terms of that, that feeling alive um, with the foods that you eat. That that's, that's amazing. Um, I explored, so you know me, I always take the principle and then I, 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 I do something weird with it. Um, for me, exploring the other point of view, I sort of stopped and I've been reflecting on just my, my habits and my behaviors and the things that I've been drawn to over the last little while. And one of the things, and I'm about to say this on a recording that more than, more than just you and I are gonna listen to, I haven't been so um, regular with my spiritual practice. And what I mean by that is, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, in my interactions in everyday life, I'm feeling my way through it. I'm, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, practicing my my spiritual principles, whatever that means in my interactions, but I'm not doing the things that... So for example, okay, if I could just describe it like this. I'm running the marathons, but I'm not doing the training that keeps me strong to run those marathons. Meaning I haven't been so regular with my, medita- my meditation practice. I haven't really been watching the things that I'm consuming in terms of like uh, social media or, or television or music or whatever. Um, so I paused for a second and I looked at where I am now and where I was before, where I was feeling like you know I was in the in the flow, so to speak, um, with my spiritual practice, and I've been slowly trying to reincorporate those things to bring that point of view back in. Not that I was so um, rigid in my thinking or 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 seeing only my way, but I was also rigid in my thinking and seeing only things in in my own way, and so coming back into that just stillness, you know, reading um, my, uh, there's my book that I read. Well, I stopped reading for a while, but uh, those books that, you know, there's a passage a day kind of thing. The way of rest is what I'm currently reading by uh, Jeff Foster. Um, And so I picked that up again and, and it is helping me remember those things that I didn't forget. They were always there, but I just wasn't paying attention to. And so that has also brought up a lot of things because once again, in my relationships, I'm um, seeing things a little bit differently. So that's, that's kind of what I've been sort of playing with.
1: I would say that's taking it and doing something interesting with it. I think you said weird, but that's, that's interesting. And what popped into my head was that's why we call it practice not mm-hmm. perfect mm-hmm. and it also depends on what you define as your spiritual practice and you were saying yeah that like like cuz life is a spiritual practice yes um and we need those times to fuel ourselves those mm-hmm. moments of rest those moments of reflection in whatever diverse way we do those, whether it's a movement practice, whether it's going for a hike, whether it's watching the sunrise, whether it's meditating, whether it's a coffee meditation or morning beverage meditation, like,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for today. And I have to be honest with the other principles that we've discussed so far, for the most part, I can read the, the principle, like the title and I get it. This one, is piquing my curiosity because it's not so obvious to me. I'm not, I I can't speak on behalf of anyone else, but I'm really excited to see where this goes as we discuss using the edges and valuing the margins. Um, Let's kick it off with an illustrative story.
1: So we've got a Zen tale called the threadbare coat. And this is a story of a woman who had a valuable item and it was a priceless jewel that had been handed down for generations in her family. So precious to her, she hid the jewel by sewing it into the sleeve of an old coat that no one would ever want. And she passed away without ever telling her son about the jewel. And the boy found work where he could. He was working to make ends meet, his only inheritance being this old threadbare coat. And one day, as he was chopping wood, his sleeve caught on a branch and it tore open and then outspilled this priceless jewel.
0: Okay, this leaves me with more questions. <laughs> so, maybe it's just where I'm at today, but um, let's 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 dive in a little bit. What does use the edges and value the margins mean?
1: So this principle talks about, the important things that happen at the intersections, looking at where things come together. And in permaculture, when we're talking about um, the natural world or growing, we're talking about the transition areas. So where meadow turns to forest, where land turns to water, so wetlands. We're talking about where the land meets the ocean, tidal estuaries, and these areas are rich with life rich with diversity and in fact in these transition areas there are more species of plants and animals in that transition area the the edge or the margin than on either side so because it's got all of them combined and we think if we think of a venn diagram where you've got the circle and then the Mm -hmm. circle and they overlap in the center so there's the richness of each side in that intersection in that margin. Mm. And there's probably more in that intersection that weren't on either side because of the conditions in that intersection. So it's seeing the value in in all of these elements, the elements that are in that intersection and seeing the value in the elements that contribute peripherally to a system.
0: Mm, fascinating. Okay. When you describe it like this, it becomes a little bit more clear for me. This is fascinating to me because I almost, I don't know, like, so you, you talked about the Venn diagram and it's almost like, okay, yes, there's this one. And yes, there's this other and where the two intersect. It's like, it's, it's a third thing because it almost becomes like a, a whole other thing on its own. Absolutely. And that within itself has beauty and has value and has a purpose. Right. And, and, and in that place where the two meet, it's like, here is where we see the relationship of these two parts in action.
1: That's exactly this principle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe um, if we give an illustration, mm-hmm. so the most important edge of all, and we, we may not have even thought of this as an edge, that soil that we talk about, the ohm, the organic matter, most important edge of all is soil. So this living soil that's only a few centimeters deep, if we think about it is the edge of mineral, the rock base of the earth mm. and the atmosphere. And that's, that's the edge. And we think of how much life is in that soil if it's been managed and deep, well-drained, aerated soil, that supports life. There's, there's so much life there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a few species that could survive in shallow, compacted and poorly drained soil, but if it's healthy soil, rich with life, it, uh, it's like a sponge, it soaks up water, it prevents flooding. So that's, that's the edge. That's what this mm-hmm. principle is saying is, is use the edges, you know, value the margins that that's a, that's an intersection right. earth and atmosphere.
0: Right, because then I, I'm I'm thinking of all of the insects that are in there, worms and and you know millipedes and all those things that that um, help the soil. You know, di- like consume it, digest it, make it healthy. Um, you don't see those really in other parts, um, and it's a completely different, um, a cl- completely different thing that's going on that brings such richness to the whole. Because the soil, then, you know, it's good for the, it it, it takes the mineral from below, but then it also is creating something, a tree, a plant, a shrub, whatever it is, that then goes out into the rest of the world and and does something else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And those, those worms and millipedes and centipedes, those are only the things we can see in the soil. There's so much life in that soil that is not visible to the eye. Mm-hmm. that the, and the, and this is this is what we're hearing about now is that that what's happened with monocropping with industrial agriculture is that there's been a focus on one crop and it clears away everything else it destroys the wild species it eliminates the biodiversity and it harms the ecosystem health because it's it's destroyed all of the life in the soil
0: mm-hmm. So,
1: it's, yeah, there's so much that we can't see.
0: Right. What the picture that I see is that the monocropping, it's taking, but it's not putting back. Because, you know, as we talked about um, uh, using value diversity, we want biodiversity because, you know, as one thing takes, another one gives it back. Um, and it's not always the like, you know, let's, uh, for example, if the maple tree is taking a certain nutrient from the soil, it's not always the maple tree that's putting that nutrient back. So that's why we need those other things to put that back. In monocropping, it's taking, but it's not returning. And it becomes, oh, okay, wow, segment two, here we go. It becomes this one-sided relationship. And we know in our life experience, what one-sided relationships, how it makes us feel, um, the, the, the the things that it makes us do sometimes when we're not receiving something from someone, um, So yeah, okay. Keep me grounded, um, Catherine. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit more from a permaculture perspective.
1: Yeah, so, so reflecting on that biodiversity, we're talking about nature, a complex system that we only partially understand. We don't understand the nuances of all the interconnections. So we can't take this sophisticated system and chop pieces out that we want and try to try to create other systems that don't have the complexity that biodiversity some of those plants have powerful medicine in them that that we you know some some we understand some we don't when we look at herbalism there's so much magic in our backyard if we let it wild Mm-hmm. And letting it wild doesn't mean that it's not aesthetic. We can we can wild a place, and it's gorgeous with color and alive. It's making sure that we've got those wild species. We have that biodiversity that that has all these benefits.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, I I've let parts of of my yard wild, and the beautiful wildflowers that are coming up and the colors. I have things, I don't know, I call them daisies. I don't know if they're actually daisies. They're white flowers with the yellow middle. Um, I've got these purple things that I don't know. I got pink, I don't know what they're called but there's like pinks and purples and it's, it's just, it's amazing but I, I go off topic sort of. That's
1: abso- it's absolutely on topic. That's absolutely on topic because what you've done is you've used an edge or a margin And you've let it wild and you've brought in the biodiversity. Mm -hmm. So you've, Mm -hmm. you've applied this principle without even knowing. And then, and then you've also woven in principle number 10 using value diversity. Mm -hmm. So it's all in there and you don't need to know the names of them.
0: (laughs) I just just need to appreciate their beauty. Right. Right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, this, this principle also, um, talks about, and this, this is kind of tied to segment two, and it still relates to segment one is what we encouraged in using value diversity is seeking out those other perspectives. There's a great quotation um, that's associated with this principle. And it says, don't think you're on the right track just because it's the well-beaten path. So the Whoa. most-
0: Wait, sorry, it, that just stopped me.
1: Yeah. The most common obvious, or popular idea solution is not necessarily the most significant or influential. The innovations come from the edges, they come from the margins, they come from the free thinkers, the outliers. That's where um, creativity and innovation comes from. So, you know, we'll drop the seed here, mm-hmm. and that's for exploration in the second half. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. And so you mentioned, uh, you know, monocropping on the grand scale. What about, uh, well, I guess we, I kind of touched upon the personal scale with, with what I've done in terms of like wilding and literally it is the edge of my, my property where I've let it all wild. Um, so that's, that's really fascinating. But what other examples do we see um, on a personal scale?
1: So I love watching, we have a pond, so I love watching the edges of the pond, the shallow waters there's so much happening there. There, it's a nursery for the little fish. It's the entry point for waterfowl. We just had some little baby ducks. Um, oh. um, a mom, or maybe you know, yeah, it was it was a mom, and there were twelve. But then there was another duck around, so I don't know if it was two families or if it was a pair that had twelve. But they enter in those shallow waters. That's mm. the entry point for them. The, the edges. We have a heron or a few herons that dive in and they wade there in those uh, edges that are rich with life.
0: Wow. So what inspired action can we take now?
1: I think you've already touched on it in your example. So it, it, it's making use of all that we've got, all the space we've got, all the resources that we've got include the edges, include the margins include the fringe elements and it can be as simple as the unused edge of the you know the backyard or a corner of the backyard that is let go wild and this beautiful diversity comes in or maybe we use it to grow um intentionally some more food um and more abstract, and we'll get into it in our second half, it's think outside the box, look for those radical ideas and opinions and the value that they bring to the understanding of the whole.
0: Mm, okay, and now I think I, it's all coming, it's all making sense to me now. So let's talk about, let's loop it back to the story because I th- it's obvious now.
1: So going back to that Zen tale, It's these edges, these margins are hidden gems Mm. and we may not have been aware of them. We may not have looked for them if we do. And if we use them and value them, they're rich with life.
0: Oh, I love that. Uh, So while you were speaking in my head, I'm having a conversation asking myself, okay, so how, what, what can I do to, because, you know, I don't know, I don't always think of how do I use something that, you know, how do I use the margin, for example, right? Okay, one little thing that I've done is, and and this is related, but not related. It's more the the idea of how I came to this about uh, saving my vegetable scraps, right? Like finding another use for something. So the question that I almost, I form in my head to keep me sort of thinking of this is what else can this be used for? So, like, what else can I do with the margin? Like, with the the outlines of my my vegetable patch? What else can I do with the space there that can bring all of this biodiversity into my living space?
1: Yeah, those I vegetable know. scraps are edges. You've been yeah. you've been using the edges and valuing the margins all this along. This whole time. This whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I want to add mm-hmm. those vegetable scraps have so much nutrition in them and we typically peel them away. And, and I, you know, I, I don't know, I guess to be um, conscious of, of things being clean. Cause a lot of time it's the, the root vegetables that have been against the surface of the earth or they have been against the earth, but those vegetable scraps have so much nutrition in them. That if we're not going to use them, then let the compost have them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and most of the stuff that we are um, discarding when we're, we're, we're cutting vegetables and stuff are things, you said the roots or the stems, like I'm thinking of peppers. And that's where, that's like the umbilical cord, right? The entryway of nutrients into the food that we're eating. So if it was an entry point, it obviously has the nutrients within it, because by de- definition, if it's gonna transport nutrients, it has to be able to absorb the nutrient and, and, and have a relationship with the nutrient. So it's yeah. full of stuff there.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: All right, let's take a break and when we come back, we'll look at how we can use this principle to thrive.
1: Welcome back to Come Alive, the Living Spiritfully Guide to Thriving. We're discussing permaculture principle number 11, use the edges and value the margins. Paul, let's talk about how this looks in our lives. How does it show up?
0: Well, one of the things um, that come to mind, and and we talked about this before, so I'm just going to mention it here and then we'll see where it goes, um, about enjoying the transitions makes me think of yoga practice. I used to and I'll, uh, and I admit this full on in the beginning of my teaching career I would just go from one post to the next and I'd be like okay we're moving from here and as a, a yoga trainer I was teaching people like you know how to transition from one post to the next but it wasn't until later in my career that I started to think wait a second there's so much value in this transition from one post to the next to the point where it's almost a whole other pose altogether or a whole other sequence altogether. And it just brings so much more to the downward dog to warrior to transition and, and that whole experience of the yoga class as a whole.
1: The yoga is the transitions. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think too, because I think back to when I started and, and the, the, um, programming that I had, we're we're programmed to like, get, 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 get to this, get to the next thing, get to it's, it's kind of woven into our culture is this, Mm -hmm. this go, go, go get to the next thing. And I think when I first started yoga, I just wanted to get, get to the pose, like get myself into the pose. Um, because I thought that's where the magic was. Mm -hmm. And now that I've evolved and, and done a lot of you know diving into into yoga practice into exploration of the self the the magic and the richness is is in being open to the sensations in the transition that inform me about what's going on in the moment about what's going on with the body the mind the heart the energy field like like it's there's so much in that it's if i don't blow by to the next pose right. you know and we we call it fling asana <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that if we don't enjoy the transition, if we don't aren't mindful in the transition, then that, you know, that's where there's the potential for um, things to go awry.
0: Right. Well, you know what, it makes me think of all the transition periods of my life. And um, I've really been... So I've been feeling like I've been in a transition period since 2018 and I've shared part of my journey here and and, in other places as well. Um, But now I'm starting to see as I'm like getting further away. So, you know, with the transition you're sort of walking away from one and then there's that point where you're in the middle where you're like, "Uh, I don't know where I am because I'm far from where I was before but I'm not quite sure where I'm going. And then as I now feel as though I'm getting closer to outside of the transition, all that stuff that has happened in this last little period has prepared me for what's to come in terms of of different skills that I've been doing, different relationships that I've had. And, And that's what that transition in the yoga pose does for us, right? It takes us from one pose and then if we're mindfully moving through that transition, whatever's going on in there is preparing us for the next pose. So whatever happens within the transit, and, and this is the thing where we, I think as humans and, and, and from our programming, I think we can do a lot. I think this is where a lot of us can or will find our work lies. Is being comfortable with that transition? Is finding the value in it and using it as best we can, because it's simply preparing us for the next thing.
1: I totally relate
0: to
1: <laughs> that, and I, reflecting back on my life, I think of how much of my life I spent um, very goal oriented and 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 trying to get somewhere. The uh, you know graduate, graduate high school, graduate university, um, get a job, get the promotion, get the next promotion. And, and it was, it was kind of this, like I was miss, I was missing the, the in-between
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was missing, I was missing life because with being so focused on, on getting somewhere and I, it's something that's popping into my head and I'm not sure why is it like life is what happens while you're making plans.
0: Ah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so it's that magic in between.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it is that transition, like, like when we see it from a permaculture perspective where you said the soil, for example, there's so much going on in there. There's so much richness that, that fuels so much that when we allow ourselves to accept it, because I, I will full on admit there in other periods of my life where I was transitioning from one thing to the next or knowing that, you know, this is, this is a growth period. I was rejecting that. Like you said, it was almost like, it's like, you're not at a goal. You, if, and, and if it doesn't feel like you're working towards the goal or that you have that goal, that it's bad or useless or wrong, um, you know, <laughs> as I'm standing where I am in my life right now, tap dancing my way to 40, and I'm looking back, on the last 20 years, I see how the last 20 years have been a transition for whatever is coming. I don't know what, like, I can get a sense. Like I'm looking in the direction, I can see what the landscape looks like. I know the second I take the next step, it'll look completely different as, as we walk through life, you know, the scenery always changes. But I can see now, um, for example, let's talk about us here on this podcast all the stuff that that i i've been doing here in in the podcast you know with the editing with the when we talk when we have a producer meeting and stuff like that that's all stuff that i did in college nearly 20 years ago right and now it's like i'm using it and there was a period where i wasn't and i'll be honest there was a period where i was like i wasted that time in college because i'm not using that stuff now and now i'm looking back and i'm like thank God I went to college. Otherwise I'd never have a podcast or I would, but it would have been a lot different, right? Um, and I even think of the relationships that I made through college that at, like, you know, just are supporting me to this day. Do you know it's, it's. Yeah. <laughs> I love how I walked into this episode. Like I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. And this one is like hitting, not hitting me hard. It's like landing in such a profound way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the goal, the goals are important. I hope that no one's taking away that we're not saying don't yes. have goals. We're saying, yeah, goals are important. It's important to have a vision. Um, some, something to focus our energies. And it's also. Don't brush over the moment. Don't, don't just blow by it. Let, let there be richness there. And it's something else popped into my head from small, slow solutions. Our our episode on small slow solutions and the story about um, the martial artist and with one eye focused on on the goal, there's only one to find the way. Mm-hmm. So so it, you know it comes in here in value that time that that y- you're not at one of those milestones. <laughs> Yeah. Cause, cause that's, there's, yeah, there's so much life there and sensation and experience and mm-hmm. lessons and.
0: Yeah. Well, and what you just said now makes me reflect on what you said earlier about the margins and what we, what we put in the margins. If you want to explain that a little bit.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So if we think of margins and in, if we're writing an essay, if we're reading a book or, you know, where we have a text, the margins are where we write our, our notes and reflections and, and the, the enhancements and the, and the rich knowledge that we're ta- or wisdom that we're taking away. And if we handed in an assignment, um, well, I guess old school,
0: <laughs> when you used to hand
1: them in on paper, the margins were where the notes were written. Uh, ways that, that things could be enhanced and improved and embellished. And so that the margins were, there was a lot of space there for creation.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, another thing that now I'm thinking about is the work that I do as a soul coach and you and I have experienced this before. It's that energy between us where stuff lies that we feel, but we don't know that we feel, right? And that is, um, uh, and, and and the terminology that I'm about to say maybe isn't correct, but as I say it, it'll it'll come. It's that um, it it's it's that energy between us that guides our experience of each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, um, just to to give a quick rundown, you and I have experiences together, but for those that aren't familiar with soul coaching. Um, the the work that I do as a soul coach is we come together in this shared field, this energetic shared field, and we feel what's in there together to process the energy that is within ourselves. So it's like um, to explain it, hopefully this makes sense. Maybe I'm not feeling it by myself over here when I'm doing my thing, but then I come into a, a shared field with you and I love this because I feel like I can still experience a shared field with you as I am now, even though you're at your home, uh, 75, 100 kilometers away from where I am. um, And I can still feel that energy between us that then I start to feel a certain way in my body. And then when I feel that certain way in my body, it's because I'm feeling what's in that margin between us, energetic margin between us that is then having an effect on me. And then that's where a lot of healing happens. Um, And so in soul coaching, we can heal relationships that we have where maybe, and I'm speaking to myself as I'm sharing this with our listeners, maybe I'm not able to have a conversation with a certain person because their level of thinking and the way they operate from their consciousness isn't at that space but energetically we can both feel it and one of us can feel it process it and release it and then once that's gone that margin becomes different and it becomes a different experience that then we relate to each other in a different way because that that thing isn't there anymore or something was brought in that creates a little bit more harmony
1: yeah, it's it's tapping into the subtle energies. So mm-hmm. this the subtle energies could be looked at as edges and also um, margins, the edges and the margins, because it's this invisible aspect of the system that maybe it's becoming more commonplace to to talk about these subtle energies and and with the way things are shifting and as, as more people are waking up, these are becoming not so, um, fringe. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: There still is a lot of, um, maybe not, not knowing about these subtle energies or not believing that, that they're there because we can't see them. And these are the things as you just shared that, that is where the, um, relationship happens, where the um, healing happens, where things shift, and we're all interacting with the field. So our field, your field, everyone's field, our listeners field, we're all, we're all in that shared field, which which is powerful and rich with life, as the edges and the margins are.
0: hmm. Yeah. Wow. I need a, a second to just like digest all of that because all of this stuff's rushing to me right now, and I want to say a gazillion things, but my brain and my mouth aren't fast enough <laughs> right now. <laughs> I want to loop back to something that you said earlier about the soil, where you said soil, um, and I'm going to paraphrase and and ask you to jump in and and clarify it again, where you were saying soil is that margin between mineral and the atmosphere actually i think that's exactly what you said now as i repeat it right and so what it makes me think of is the heart the heart chakra the heart energy is that transition place between the lower chakras which are the earthy chakras of earth water fire and then the more ethereal um higher chakras of ether sound, thought, and all of that. And when we come from that place, and this is, you know, I talk about this all the time, heart-centered living, and that's really what living spiritfully is all about, is, living, is, is being heart-centered. You're coming from a place that is in service, is in, it, it honors both, in service to both. It honors the physical, in service to the physical and it honors the energetic, in service to the energetic for the collective. And so when we come from that heart space, we understand the mineral and the atmosphere and we be what we need to, to have harmony between both while incorporating both. And if I'm getting too out there, if I've gone too far into the spaceship,
1: no, come with this, me. <laughs> oh yeah. I, th- this whole human experience, like taking, taking that idea of, of the heart, linking the, the earth plane and the, the divine, this whole human experience in this human body is, an, is a margin, is an edge between animal and divine and it's this dance that we're doing so if we're saying use the edges and value the margins and we're saying this human body is an edge and a margin between animal and spirit we're saying use this human experience and value each other as those those places that that we come come alive that we mm-hmm. that we understand who we are that we are able to learn about ourselves and remember that we're divine because right. we're, we're in an edge in yeah. a human body
0: yeah and we're all you know um, parts within the soil that benefit the soil
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: do you know what I mean mm-hmm yeah. And yeah. so, like you said, you know, we're all here having this human experience. First of all, look at our entire life as having purpose. And even if we're in a place where, you know, it feels like we're stuck or we're, it doesn't make sense, know that that is part of the experience. Yeah. And that has value yeah. and that there is use to that. Yeah. And also look out to, Everything that is part of this margin with you. Look yeah. at your relationships. Look at the people that you don't even know. Look at what's going on in the outside world, in communities that you may not be part of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I uh, last week in our, our break, I spoke to Lawrence Biscontini talking about the uh, panel that he and I are, are are part of. He's facilitating at the CampFit Pro event in August and we are talking about um, the LGBTQ plus community. And there is such value, I think, to someone who may not be a member and may not even consider themselves an ally that can still learn about the community Mm -hmm. that may share some insight about where they might feel separated or Mm -hmm. oppressed or or, or whatever, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I also too, with all the stuff that's going on in the world, I like to know what, I don't like that those things are happening, but I wanna know what's happening because then it allows me to be more compassionate. Mm -hmm. When I know someone else's struggle, not being a person of color, but knowing a person of color's struggle helps me understand them a little bit more when I look at it through the lens of, I get it, I, I have a similar struggle. It doesn't show up the same way, mm-hmm. but you know struggle, I know struggle. My heart is holding you mm-hmm. and I'm gonna hold you in a space. I'm gonna support you in a way that hopefully one day we'll get you to a place where there is no struggle, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. so
0: And again, that's where our relationship relationships are important yeah
1: yeah bringing those other points of view
0: and yeah speaking of other points of view i would love to know what our listeners are are thinking and what's coming up for you um please continue reaching out to us you know we've we've got the living spiritfully collective facebook group you can email us come alive podcast at gmail.com I think this was a really rich conversation and yeah. I have much to reflect on. Why yeah. don't we talk about a little homework um, so that we can put this into practice over, until we meet again? So for homework, for use the edges and value the margins,
1: let's creatively use a, an edge of our yard or a corner, small corner of our yard or space. So this could look like a plant or let it wild or create a little meditation corner or place for reflection. So that is a creative use of the, the edge or the margin of our space, whether that's indoor or outdoor.
0: I like that. And something that just popped into my mind too is um, look to see if you have any corners or areas or surfaces in your home that might be a nice place to bring in a plant or something that can, um, that can be of benefit to your space. And then moving beyond that, uh, and, and we touched upon this before, is trying something new, stepping outside. Actually, you know what? I, I think I'm gonna re-language something here. Instead of stepping out of your comfort zone, which can be a huge leap for some, why not lean into the edge? Notice where you are feeling discomfort about something in life, whether it's a relationship or something that you're doing. What would happen if you just leaned into that for a second? And the picture that comes into mind, and I don't know if it was like from a television show or a movie or something, but it was almost like there was a wall and somebody leaned into it and they got sucked into a portal to another dimension. (laughs) So I almost see it's like, if we lean into it, it could take us to a whole new place with little effort on our part. Because to lean, what does it take to lean? To lean into an edge is is less effort than to step out of your comfort zone.
1: That's some great homework.
0: Yeah, and before we get into another spaceship talking about the homework, (laughs) um, I, again, Thrivers, reach out to us, let us know. Uh, your experience of use the edges and value the margins
1: we would love to hear absolutely love to hear the richness how things come to life
0: yes reach out to us anyway and remember we are meant to thrive how will you come alive Come alive—the living, spiritfully guide to thriving—is a regenerative living production in association with Polloran Studios and the Elementals. Hey. Executive producer Catherine Stilo, co-producer and sound engineer Paul Galoro. Inspired by and dedicated to Mother Earth, our biointelligence and the spirit that moves through all things. A big thank you and much love to you, our community, for subscribing to and sharing this podcast.